0: Boom, I'm in the room. (coughs) Good evening, welcome, greetings everybody, Um, welcome to the Hill Manor. I can only apologise about last week, I'm feeling rough tonight, last week, I I don't even think I was still alive, I was in such, such, oh, I was a mess, absolute mess last week, Um, I really was suffering. Um. Tonight, what am I doing tonight? Well, what I'm going to do tonight is just give a little bit of a a heads up to what's coming. To what's going to be coming uh, next year. This is going to be my last um, one of these everyday conversations regarding mental health this year. Um, I'm going into preparations for next year. We're going to be looking... Primarily at mental health issues. Um, again, prim- primarily towards the veteran community because that's what I know best. Um, I'm a veteran myself, as you all know, um, and I want to cover their issues. So, before I go too much further, I um, just want to say hi. Let us know that you're out there. Um, oh, I can see somebody who's already in. Um, who's that? Uh, I can't read without my glasses. I can only apologise. I'm working from here, <laughs> but everything's on over there. <laughs> if that makes sense. So, um, welcome. Um, hi. Uh, are you psychological, a psychologist? No. I'm... I was a a psychological operator. Now, by that, I mean I was in 15 UK psychological operations group. I was on the group for 10 years. Uh, So I was a purveyor of propaganda, lies and deception. I did seven operational tours in the discipline. And what we did, it's all about changing attitudes and behaviour of a target audience. Military marketing, kind of. So that's what I did. So I'm not a psychologist, but I do understand target audience analysis, looking at target audiences, uh, and get my head into those guys, and to be able to change some attitudes and behaviour. And that's kind of what I'm looking at, at doing with this channel in the next year we're going to be looking at um, we're going to be looking at mental health issues we're going to be looking at stuff like veterans issues homelessness loneliness post-traumatic stress disorder we're looking at support where you can get support from what sort of agencies are out there we're going to encompass depression we're going to be looking at all of this stuff that is the wider um, problems in in our communities i mean we're going to see an awful lot of mental health issues going forward because we've kind of created it ourselves um but what we're hoping to do is to, to, to highlight those issues in our communities. We're looking at getting as many people on board, joining in the conversation that we can. So, um, yeah, um, we, we, we will be looking at uh, uh, everything that surrounds that sort of stuff, uh, like you're just saying there, um, parental divorce. <laughs> does you does that mean that you, you want to divorce your parents? Don't know, um, but divorce certainly comes into the mental health sphere, particularly for veterans. Veterans quite often find it difficult to adjust when they come back off an operational tour. It's, um, it's, it's it's the nature of the beast, unfortunately. Some people ad- adapt very well to it. Other people don't. And that's what we're going to be looking at. Um, my parents... Hang on. Let me put my glasses on and have a read. I'll put this up on the screen, actually. Let's pull that up on the screen, and then I can have a look at it. So... What we're saying um my parents uh want to divorce uh they agree every day on uh who will take me and i cry under my pillow i'm only a piece of dirt No you're not mate. you're not honest do i look at the wider picture you are special the problem that they they haven't divorced already Is because they want the best for you. They're probably staying together for you. It's not your fault. It's not your fault that your parents find it difficult to live with each other. There are some underlying issues, I'm sure, why they're looking at getting divorced. But... There is help out there. You can find help, and there's there's any amount of it. You just got to, you just got to ask for it, basically. So, um, just want to give a couple of things out. I'm a number one best-selling author on Amazon. Um, I collaborated with fifteen other. Um, hosts, for one another. I, I host a podcast. I, I've been doing it for a couple of years now. I interview people and have a, a conversation and then it goes up onto my channel, onto YouTube. Um, and it's also a podcast. So it all started out as a podcast. Originally, Podmatch is a place where I found most people that I've interviewed over the years um, it's a great platform they have a, an accompanying book for guests So if you want to be a guest on a podcast um, those two books are the books to get. So before I go too much further uh, oh okay <laughs> bye I'm not a psychologist if you've got problems Go get some help. I have a platform where I'm trying to assist veterans. That's my main focus, veterans. And if you don't want to stick around, don't. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on. Um, So that's my book. This week, we're going to talk bereavement.
1: TIM HEAL WAS A SOLDIER FOR 44 YEARS. Now he presents a podcast dealing with veterans' issues. His experiences in Iraq and Afghanistan led to him seeking counselling from his GP. I found personally it was a complete and
0: utter waste of time because, yes, the counsellors were really good, but they just didn't understand what I've come through and they weren't really able to help.
1: That need for specialized help for veterans led to a specific question being added to last year's census. Now the results have been published, we know there are 1.85 million ex-servicemen and women in England and Wales. Crucially, we also know where they live. It's really important to know um, the the number of veterans living in the country, um, so that we know where those people are living, what their needs are, and that the local authorities in those areas and provide the services and meet the needs of those veterans where they're living. When they retire, veterans often prefer to stick to where they've previously been based. It means there's still a support network of former comrades. This group meets regularly near Gosport on the south coast with its links to the Royal Navy.
0: We walk around towns and things like that and you bump into people that you serve with and have a good chat and things like that. It it, it is still very much a naval community,
1: this area but military service often teaches self-reliance, meaning some are reluctant to seek help, even when it's needed.
0: Most people in the military are very proud. They're, it takes a lot of courage to take the first step and step across the threshold asking for help. Uh, once people do, it's absolutely transformational, yeah, because we, not just us but other charities there t- to help people, and I've seen lives changed in the, in, in the course of a very short period of time.
1: The message on the eve of Armistice Day, you may no longer be in uniform, but you're not alone, Ian Woods, ITV News.
0: So there you go. That's um, that's something I did just a little while ago on, on remembrance. That came out of what happened um, with the release of the the census information, and where I live, there is a. It's the the largest veteran community in the country. There are more veterans living in this area than there are anywhere else in the country. So, going forward then, that's that's the sort of thing that we're going to be looking at uh, over the next few months. I'm getting guests lined up from different organisations, different people coming on to talk about different aspects of charity work, about looking at the different um, sides of mental health, the different sides of homelessness, why why veterans particularly end up on the streets, what are the catalysts sometimes what veterans go through, how veterans transition from from being fully functioning soldiers to coming out and then struggling once they get out. It is a struggle. I mean, I had a problem myself, as you saw in that clip. I'd been out a couple of years and um, I had a bit of a wobble. My mental health was affected by some of the stuff that I've done. Um, so I saw the GP because I'd been a welfare officer I knew exactly what to do. Got in touch with the doctor. He referred me on to um, iTalk which was the civilian organisation which yes they were really good um, psychologists or whatever they were but they didn't understand my issues. They didn't understand what I'd been through as a veteran. And unfortunately for me, they weren't able to help. However, having said that, I did talk to some, some mates that had been through similar stuff and um, got myself sorted out pretty much. So that's, that's one of the things that we're going to be looking at. We're going to look at loneliness. I mean, loneliness is a killer. We're going to be looking at post-traumatic stress disorder and how it's treated and where you can go. We're going to be looking at different organisations that are out there to help. I've already covered some of them. I did Service Dogs UK, who provide uh, a dog uh, match match a dog up with a veteran, and they they work together to to get the dog accredited, so they so the dog's got the same. Um, The same, what do you call it, stuff that, the same as a guide dog. They've got the same, um, I can't can't remember what it's called. (laughs) See, so what happens when you get old, your mind starts going. So that's what we're looking at. I look at um, Veterans Volunteer Service. Uh, It's a group down in a place called Little Hampton. Uh, And they help in the local community. They're taking disaffected youths that are having problems adjusting to being (laughs) decent citizens. So they're... They are um, doing an awful lot of work and they're rolling that out. And hopefully different areas will be able to come in and, and, and do similar using veterans with local youth groups what else are we doing we've got a group here in in, in gospel that we're hoping to start engaging with the local community and veterans it's called conflict military museum Gosport. we've now got some premises we've got loads of stuff we're now looking at getting volunteers to come in and help to to sort this place out. Um, There's a lot of work that needs to do, basically. They've got a contract where they can generate some income for doing some maintenance on some buildings, painting some windows, painting doors, cleaning the guttering, that sort of thing. Um, So that's all happening. So that's going to be something that's going forward, and that's going to be using local youth and veterans together. So that's what I've got coming up in the year ahead. So for me, personally, I'm involved with quite a lot of veterans groups. Um, In fact, yesterday I went across to the Isle of Wight to a drop-in centre uh, for the Uh, veterans outreach support Um, I was invited over uh, and had a really good day there's a the the headquarters here in Portsmouth is the uh, the Royal Maritime Club they have a drop-in center once a month there's um, they also have tea and stickies uh, on a on a Thursday that I go to there's another group that meets on the first Wednesday of the month, um, Buns and Banter, that I get involved with. And there's the Armed Forces and Veterans Breakfast Club. Um, And there's there's two or three of those locally that I go to. There's one here in Gosport, there's one over in Portsmouth, and there's one over on the Isle of Wight as well. So getting involved with those guys, getting those guys involved with other groups that... um, this is a great place to meet up with veterans and just sort of swing the lamp and talk rubbish, basically. Um, so that's what we've got going on. So for me personally, I'm, I'm a conduit. So what I'm looking at doing is, is pulling all this together. I'm looking at getting these veterans on board. I'm looking at um, local local help. I'm looking at just getting involved with the local community and to drag along as many people as I can along the way just to make it easier for everybody. And, and the conversations that we're having around the mental health side of things is is just the the conduit the the opening line is the it's a conversation opener and that's what it's all about is getting people involved getting people talking about it destigmatizing mental health issues because at the end of the day everybody has uh, little wobble occasionally we all do it's the nature of being a human and that's why we need to get this conversation going we need to get it out in the open we need to talk to people about it and we need to get people talking about it we did a series of bereavement and we talked about bereavement and uh, and we had it firsthand I lost my best mate this year. Um, he he died falling off the roof. We had his 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 family on talking about how they were dealing with the loss of him. We were talking about suicide, and and the the, the, the rates of suicide in in the veterans community is, is proportionally higher than it is in. Um, In the civilian population and we're trying to work out why that is so these are the sort of things that we we're moving forward with this is the sort of stuff that we're gonna be talking about in the coming months we'll revisit the bereavement side we'll revisit the support for that we'll look at death and making talking about death an everyday conversation, because it should be. We're all going to die one day, and and to be able to talk about it with your loved ones before, before it happens, and sooner rather than later, not dying, but talking about it, and talking about what you'd like at your funeral, that's important. Some people, like myself, don't particularly want a funeral per se, I just want a quit cremation and then I'll have a, a big celebration of my life, a big shindig somewhere. Spend the money on, on having a shindig rather than expensive coffins and all the rest of it. That's That's the sort of conversations that people need to have. So that's where we're going to move forward. That's what we're going to be doing. so we'll bet start back on i think it's the sixth. might be the sixth of january for this we've also got the uh, i'll do the first quiz on i think it's the fourth of january third or fourth of january uh, for, for the for the quiz channel and it's just going to be on the quiz channel it's not going to be anywhere else it's just going to be the quiz channel on youtube we're going to refine this down this is just going to be on youtube so the everyday conversations regarding mental health is just going to be on youtube i'll advertise it on facebook and the other platforms but it's just going to be on youtube so That's what's happening. So if you like what I do and you want to support the channel, you can obviously buy me a coffee. Uh, I'm not looking for sponsorship as such. Don't need it. I'm happy doing what I'm doing. Um, If you want to be part of the conversation, get in touch. Come on the show. I I aim to have um, guests on every week. I'm looking for a special guest to come on every week and uh, be part of it. This is a great opportunity to get people talking, to get people together, to get the conversation going. And that's what it's all about. So, I think, rather than just rattle on for the sake of rattling on, I'm just going to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas and a happy, prosperous, conversational New Year. So, until next year, you have my heartfelt thanks for joining in, being part of the conversation. Oh. So I've only had one person pop in the chat as far as I can see. That's it.